Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. We are in episode three of our follow series numbered, what is it, 184, I believe. I think that's our technical episode, yeah. Uh, I'm Bryn Poich, this is John Drabert, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to be here with you guys today. Remember, if you find this podcast useful or you think somebody else might find it useful, please subscribe. You can get it on any of the podcast players. You can find us on YouTube. You can get it by email. Really any way possible. Yeah, and if you're looking for the leader guide for your small group for some discussion, uh, just hop on our website, look for the episode that you're looking for, or you can sign up for the email and we'll send it right to you. Yeah, okay, jumping back into our series of follow the last two weeks where uh, give up your own way was last week and the week before that was reorienting. So all under this umbrella of the idea of following well. Uh, and today we are going to be looking at the scripture verse, Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. Yeah, let me read that really quickly for you guys, okay? Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So back in the day of Jesus, there were these religious leaders, and I gotta say, yeah. kind of kind of arrogant, pretentious jerks in many ways. Yeah, they really kind of had everyone following like a ton of an abundance of rules mm -hmm. um, because while it gave them power, gave them a little bit of control, and I mean also um, gave them a lot of influence. It was this idea of the further they could be away from any sinful behavior, the better. And so they would take one step and put another rule, take another step and put a rule, another rule, and it was just compounding. Eventually, people could hardly do anything. So even really godly, faithful individuals felt like, I mean, it was impeding the entirety of their life. Yeah. So if you are fed up with people who like seem to fake this religious thing that they do, um, don't worry, you are in good company. It's been happening for thousands of years. In yeah. fact, Jesus himself got pretty angry and upset with these mm -hmm. religious leaders. Yeah, especially at the idea that the people were following the rules more than actually having a relationship with Jesus or God. Mm -hmm. Okay, so today our big idea is that Jesus is inviting us into a relationship with him and, and it's about us accepting that invitation. The, the invitation is really for Jesus to teach us the way. And so he is saying, let me teach you. Yeah, and this was really counter to the difficult teachings that the people were expected to follow from the religious leaders. Yeah, exactly. Again, they were putting out so many rules and it was this idea that if you didn't follow them all exactly the way that they were laid out, well, you weren't perfect enough to even enter the house of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they would hear things like from Matthew chapter 5 from Jesus saying mm -hmm. um, that he just simply maybe contradicted what these religious leaders were saying. So Matthew 5, he would say something like, hey, you have heard it said, implying, hey, these religious teachers have said these things, but I'm going to teach you something different. Yeah. Or he would say, you've heard it written or say in the law this. So one example of, is Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 and 44. And it says this, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, 
love your enemies, mm -hmm. pray for those who persecute you. So, like really contrasting things and really setting a different standard and a different way of looking at things, really trying to get at the heart yeah. of what yeah. God is after. Yeah, really, these are some great examples of Jesus being counter-cultural. Mm -hmm. he's, he's actually counter, you know, organized religion in a lot of ways. Yeah, counter-church in many ways. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get into that more. So Braden's got a, a great story of a friend, a really important friend. Yes. His name's John, so the friend is not me. Not that I'm not a friend. You are a friend. My friend John and I, we kind of grew up together, but not in the normal sense. We grew up as, you know, 20-something year olds. Uh, he was my first roommate and continues to be my closest friend. Uh, one of the things that really brought us close together was this idea that, well, we moved out together and so you're learning all of these crazy things. You're learning how to cook, how to clean, how to pay rent for the first time. I was in school, he was working full time, I had a few jobs, and, and we really didn't know much about the world around us. So some of the reasons I really have appreciated John's friendships, friendship over the years is because in that time and still today, he never expected me to be something that I wasn't. So I got to come home and I would say, I don't know how to cook. And he'd say, I don't know how to cook. And we would figure it out together. It was never about me showing up as a certain person in order to earn his friendship. And every time we ran into an issue, whether that was between us or something in the world that we were trying to struggle through, we would face it together. You know, we talked at length in those first years and again still today about our faith, about our relationship with God, about the struggles that we face, face about why going to church can be so difficult or why it doesn't feel right at times or, you know, relationships with other people or what God is saying to us in the moment. But all of these things continue to bring us closer together. We understand each other more as brothers today than we ever have. You know, more than friends, it's, it's brothers. And we, we are at this place in our relationship, in our friendship, because we have learned and grown together. That we see each other's flaws and we say, I love you in spite of all of those things? Or how do we grow together? How do we learn, you know, how to not light the house on fire because we burned rice many times? Or what does it look like to pay rent on time every month? John is a really dear friend of mine and I'm so grateful that he's in my life and we've been able to grow in these ways. Have you ever felt like you needed to be another person to be accepted? Hmm. Jesus Actually, he got so angry at the idea of these arrogant religious leaders even asking for people to, to change everything, to, to be a certain something before they would enter into relationship with God. Yeah, and Jesus, Jesus really did not judge people because mm -hmm. he came to save the world. He came to save us and to be in relationship with us. Yeah, actually in the Bible in John chapter 12, verses 47, it says, I won't judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world, not to judge it. Mm. That's the, those are Jesus' words. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've read Matthew, and that's kind of our text for today. It is not kind of, it is fully our text <laughs> like for it. today. So it says it right here. what does a yoke have to do with all of this? Yeah. Um, so it mentions yolk twice, and I can only think of eggs. And it's not eggs. Mm. 
Is it uh, the the oxen? Way closer. Oh, perfect. Way closer. Uh, think canoe. Mm, not quite close enough, maybe. But a canoe has a yoke uh, carrying water. Yeah. So it's just something to help ease the burden yeah. of carrying a heavy load. Disperse the weight. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that goes over the shoulders. You even see it with people who are carrying water to and from wells often, yep. that it goes over the shoulders, it extends it far out, and then the buckets hang on either end. That's a yoke. Your backpack that you wear to school would be, like the straps would be a type of yoke mm -hmm. to carry your bag. And so actually, with that in mind, Jesus also talks about teaching as a yoke, or that was another way to use the word in terms of it's kind of this, you know, information, this weight, this heaviness that you are then adding to people's lives. And so, so it's the spiritual yoke of mm -hmm. rules and obligations and regulations that, that they would have to follow. Yeah. I mean, hate to kind of bring it up, but think about all the rules we had to follow during COVID. It kind of felt like... <laughs> It kind of felt like a weight like there was so many things we had to do things a certain way and and there's a lot of mental weight to that and and that's not really stating any Opinion on on all of those regulations. It was just hard. It was just hard and so Jesus then in kind of the face of the religious leaders is saying like why are you adding so much weight to people's mm. lives your teaching is heavy it's burdensome it's not rejuvenating it's not energizing it's not bringing life to people yeah and jesus himself said my teachings what i give you the burden that i place on you it's it's actually light mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not a heavy burden and so this is just contrasting what he was teaching with the religious leaders yeah Jesus actually le leaned far more into grace in his teachings. He says, my burden is light. I, I, he brings life. We know that. That his teachings, because of the grace that he allowed for people, because of the non-judgment that he brought, allowed people to actually see and perceive and understand God in an entirely new way. Yeah, they were allowed to just be them. Mm -hmm. Flaws and all. And, and because Jesus emphasized grace over rules, mm -hmm. this is what allows us to be authentically real with God, yeah. who is perfect. Mm -hmm. There is no flaws in yeah. God. But it allows us to be authentically real with God and at the same time grow in a relationship with Him. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Which brings us back to a point that we've said actually twice before in this series already is you do not have to be a perfect person to have a relationship with God. That's right. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. All right, so a growth tip for today, which is kind of more of a growth thought at least for the first bit. So bear with me. But a uh, youth told me this week, and I've had this conversation with several other people and have even felt this way, that it's hard to go to church because they feel like every time they step into the church that they have to put on some sort of face, some sort of mask, some sort of act to, well, present themselves. And then when they step into that space, they feel like all of the other people are doing the same thing, that it is inauthentic. The people who come into those doors are also putting on an act or a face, and that is tough. That it's a place not actually of acceptance or even community or conversation, but a place where everyone's just, well, kind of faking it. And that's 
a tough place to be in. And actually I get it, I've felt it before. Sometimes for a long period of time in a community, sometimes for a short time, sometimes at one spot and not the other, but I agree that it happens. So our conversation went in lots of different directions, but it did end with a challenge to both of us. And I wanna share that with you. The challenge was how can we lead out of authenticity? Actually, how can we take off that mask and say we're here to have a relationship with Jesus and we're not going to allow the judgment of other people get in that, get in our way of that? How can our authenticity invite other people into a more authentic relationship with Jesus, just like the scripture in Matthew was saying, just like Jesus was inviting us into? He said himself that he will not judge us. So, Take the first step. Be the most authentic self that you can be. You know, partner with a friend or a mentor and share with them exactly who you are. Don't dress things up. Don't make the story more exciting. Don't, you know, add better things or worse things. Don't hide your flaws or your successes. Be authentically you. Have a conversation of exactly who you are and where you are in life right now. And invite them to do the same authenticity will invite more authenticity. And we, as people who maybe sense that act, sense that mask, sense that face that people put on on a Sunday or when we're talking to them in church, we actually can be that change. So let's do it. Let's invite authenticity and real, genuine relationship with Jesus. I invite you and your friend to read through John 3, 17. Talk about that together and, and see how that adds more fully into the authentic life with Jesus. All right, quick recap before we get into some discussion questions. We spoke about what it means to no longer be religious, mm -hmm. but to enter into and embrace a relationship with Jesus and where you can be authentically you, flaws <laughs> and all. Yeah, we spoke about even Jesus' own frustrations about the leaders putting the rules above and beyond, I mean, what they needed to be putting the rules at a more important place than their faith, than their relationship with Jesus, which then caused strife, it caused division, it caused people to look at the rules more important than actually just following God. Yeah, and, and Jesus' teachings, well, they're not burdensome. Yeah. They're just not burdensome because we can actually find rest by following what he taught. And mm -hmm. one of the things he taught was that you are accepted. There is grace for each and every one of us. We can begin living in relationship with him exactly how and what we are today. Mm -hmm. Okay, so some questions we'd love for you to consider and kind of chat about in your groups. Question number one is this, do you feel expectations or maybe an overwhelming sense that you have to be something that you just feel like you cannot reach? Is it exhausting? Is it, you know, dreadful perhaps? Name a few of maybe the most difficult expectations in your life and think about where they come from. I'd like you to share those things. Question number two. Do you find Jesus' teachings heavy or light? Burdensome or refreshing? Why? Hit pause and discuss. Okay, question number three. Imagine for a second that you are your most authentic self. 
and you turn and Jesus is sitting beside you. What is his reaction to the life you are living? Hit pause and share. Friends, the life Jesus has lived, has teaches us to live, is greater than anything else you can imagine. Yeah, it allows us to be authentically ourselves with all of the flaws and everything that comes with being us. It pushes us to become more at the same time. He teaches us to live life in its full, to live in his grace and freedom. Guys, thank you for joining us here today. It's been a blast. Uh, please, please pray with each other. Mm -hmm. Encourage each other throughout this entire week because honestly, we cannot live a life for God solo. Yeah. We are designed to do it together. Remember that there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Have an amazing week and live in that truth.